Good evening, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Thursday, December the 8th, 2022, at 10.38 p.m. Central Time. Today's focus, renewing your mind. Now, now, should I call it today's focus or tonight's focus? Or should I call it tomorrow's focus? Because it's currently 10.38 p.m. Central Time, and you may be asking, why are you doing a today's focus so late? Well, op- the obvious answer is because I didn't get to do it earlier today, and I know I won't be able to be able to do one tomorrow. So use the opportunity that is handed to you instead of complaining about the opportunity you don't have, right? Is there a spiritual lesson in that? Instead of complaining about the opportunities you don't have, instead of complaining about what you can't do, do what you can. Take the opportunity that you have because we can always focus on what we can't do, but we can always be grateful for what we can. And well, I had the opportunity, ran up the steps, hooked everything up and said, let's go live and do today's focus on a very important subject. Now, I hope you listen to me carefully this evening. This episode may go a little bit longer. I'm not worried about that 15-minute time limit that I try to give myself that I'm yet, <laughs> that I that I break every single time. We're always like at 20 minutes or something. I still haven't figured it out, but I'm trying to keep them short. So I may break the time limit. Li- may break the time limit in this episode, and I hope that will be okay. Let me explain. The reason I'm not able to uh, do the broadcast the way I want to, well, today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, is because we're having our family holiday extravaganza, because everyone was able to come in for this weekend, so this is what happens. Tomorrow, we celebrate Thanksgiving. Then Saturday, we celebrate Christmas, and then Sunday, we celebrate New Year's. So in three days, we celebrate three holidays. That's when everyone could be together, and it's fun, and activities, and games, and just, it's a million things. My daughter plans everything out. There's just a million things. So with all of that going on, all the people coming in, then obviously, I won't be able to be turning on the uh, the microphone and doing live broadcasts. And so today, kind of people started arriving, so that kind of took away uh, any opportunity opportunity to do a live broadcast today. So that's why I haven't been, uh, I can't, I wasn't able to do one this morning. And that's why you're not going to hear any today's focus Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or any other live broadcast Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I apologize for that, but we'll be back on Monday, ready to go. And then we have, when, once we get to Monday, we have just a limited amount of time to do as many live broadcasts as we can before we say goodbye to 2022 and hello to 2023. So I'm going to try to go out strong. I'm going to try to make sure we complete series. I'm going to try to make sure we we uh, have a plan for 2023. We're going to do a lot of things. We're going to do a lot of things, but hopefully, 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 it will be a, a strong conclusion, a dramatic conclusion to 2022. I, I'm hoping it will be, hopefully when it's all said and done, if you've been a longtime listener to the podcast, you'll look back 
over all this year, all the different broadcasts that we did. It's in the hundreds, I would have to count. Typically, it's close to eight to 900. But I hope you look at all of those broadcasts and you'll look at all the twists and turns. Yes, I made mistakes. We had fun. We talked about serious things. We talked about very important theological issues. I hope when it's all said and done, you'll look back and go, man, that, that, that podcast covered so many different things. I learned a lot. I was challenged. I didn't always agree, but I was challenged. And hopefully uh, you will see that you did not waste any time listening to this broadcast in 2022. And hopefully you'll be more committed to listening to it in 2023. And hopefully I will do a better job in 2023 than I did in 2022. So that's what's been going on. And, and I have to have confession. I, I have to give a confession here. Today's focus is all about finding that one spiritual thing to focus on, right? That one spiritual thing to focus on because we have so many distractions. We have so much going on around us that it's easy to just get distracted and we lose focus on that which matters, on that which is spiritual. And I'm look, I'm going to just be as honest as I can. That was me all day. I didn't think about anything spiritual today. I didn't read any scripture. I wasn't meditating on anything. So, um... You know, I, I, I'm I guilty of it. I, I should have started my, see, here's what I did. Here's what I did. And this is, this is a confession time, right? This is confession time. Because I couldn't get upstairs, right, to do a live broadcast, my mind said, well, if I can't do a live broadcast, then I'm just going to go on about my other day. But you know what I needed to say? It doesn't matter if I'm doing a live broadcast. It doesn't matter if I'm ever going to preach another sermon. It doesn't matter if I'm ever going to do any Bible teaching ever again in the rest of my life. I needed to say, okay, guys, I need, I, need, I need 10, 15 minutes. I need my Bible. I need a notebook. And I need to give myself something spiritual to focus on. But I, in a sense, skipped that because, well, I'm not going to be sitting in front of the microphone. You see how messed up that is? See, that's, that's, that's completely sinful and wrong. I cannot connect my spiritual pursuits to the broadcast, to preaching, to teaching. I must maintain the same spiritual pursuits and focus, whether I ever sit in front of a microphone ever again or ever do anything spiritual again. But it's so easy to fall into that trap. Right? Well, if I'm not if I'm not doing this for a broadcast or for a sermon or for or for a Sunday school lesson or for whatever the case may be, then you can't do that. And I did that. So I I apologize. So I need to, I needed to listen. I need I need to change my way of thinking about that. I'm aware that that's wrong way of thinking, but I need to change my thinking about that. I need to see what's the word? You see, oh yeah, renew my mind in regards to that way of thinking, which is my transition to what we're supposed to be talking about for this episode of the Today's Focus podcast series. Are you ready? All right, here's what I did. Since I had not focused on anything today, I, I, I knew that, okay, I have an opportunity to do a live broadcast. I have an opportunity to do a live broadcast. What should I do? As soon as I ran up the steps, I grabbed my iPad and I opened up the YouVersion Bible app. I opened up the YouVersion Bible app and right there on the front page is the Bible verse of the day. And as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Now, the verse, listen to me, 
The verse is so well known. As soon as I start reading the verse, you're going to be able to say it with me. You know the words. You have it memorized. Everyone, you've heard a million sermons on it. I'm going to try to present maybe a question and a hypothesis that may go against the way this is typically taught, all right? And and I and I don't have this all fleshed out. I don't have this all, you know, worked out. But I thought I would at least share it because as soon as I saw the verse, my mind just started going, like going a million miles per second. So I'm probably going to be thinking about this all night. But here we go. It's Romans chapter 12. And one of the reasons as soon as I read it, my mind started going crazy is because last night at Victory Baptist Church for the Bible study exercise, guess what we did? We worked on Romans chapter 8, and we connect, connected that to the subject of fear, all right? So if you listen to that, you'll see that I was taking these verses that are extremely popular in Romans 8, and I tried to connect them to the overall theme of the book, which is clearly justification. It's clearly salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, apart from works, that we are justified, we are declared righteous by faith, not because it's infused into us, but because it's imputed. It's, it's, it's given to, it's declared to us. It's accounted to our, in a sense, our account that we are righteous. So keep that in mind. Now, Romans chapter 12. Now, we all know verse 1, but I'm just going to focus on verse 2 because that's the verse tonight. That's the, uh, that's the verse for this episode of today's focus, whether you listen to it tonight or you listen to it tomorrow, Friday, December the 9th. All right, here we go. Do not be conformed to this age. Stop right there. You and I are not to be conformed to this age. Now, let's just do this. Let's do this. What does it mean to be conformed? What, what, what's the idea? Well, if we'll go to the Blue Letter Bible app, I'm going to go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, right? I'm going to look up be conformed, and it's this Greek word, be conformed. Here we go. Be conformed. It's this Greek word. Strong's G, 4964. Sus hematizo. Sus hematizo. Sus hematizo. Sus hematizo. Sus hematizo. Now, he kind of makes a kind of a, a sound there that I'm not good at. So, suhe, suhe matizo is how I would say it. Suhe matizo. Suhe matizo. I know there's a little bit of Texan in there, but you get it. Suhe matizo. That's a very important Greek word. Suhe matizo. You are not to be suhe matizo to, as it reads, be not conformed, to this age, that's how one translation has it. Another translation has it. Be not conformed to this world. Do not be sus he matizo to this world. Now, what does that Greek word, what does sus he matizo, what, what does it mean? Well, the Strong's definition of sus he matizo is to fashion alike, conform to the same pattern figuratively, conform to fashion self according to. So think about it. Here's the world. 
There's the world, and now I'm going to fashion myself to be like them. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to be like them. I'm going to think like them. I'm going to sound like them. I'm going to do as they do. I'm going to try to be like everyone around me. Suse Matizo. Outline of biblical usage. To conform oneself, one's mind and character. So you conform oneself, one's mind and character to another pattern. In other words, you, you, you look to the world for your pattern. That's where you look. That's where you look. And look, you can look to that pattern. Now, listen to me carefully. You can look, because a lot of people think, oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't, I, I can, I don't want to conform myself to the evil world. We look at the evil world and we're like, nope, cannot be conformed to that way of thinking. So what we have a tendency to do though sometimes, now listen to me carefully. Instead of looking to God and being conformed to something else, we won't look to the wor- the evil of the world, but we may look to a moral system, a political system, or an ideology that we think is righteous or moral or good, and we really conform ourselves to a a moral ideology or a moral concept, and it's in many cases completely separate from God. But we will fashion ourselves after that. So you can fashion yourself after the evil in the world, or you could so, quote unquote fashion yourself after the so-called good in the world. In both cases, you're fas- fashioning yourself, you're conforming yourself to the wrong thing. That's very important to see. We don't we don't look to something else. We don't we don't sus he matizo ourselves to anything other than well God, to Him. That's what we look to. I've talked about it so many times, especially in many conservative churches. They conform themselves to, say, Republican or conservative political ideology. No, 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 no. We don't look to anything in the world, whether we think it's good or whether we think it's bad. We sus he matizo to something else. But So that's what we're not to do. We are not to conform ourselves. We're not to fashion ourselves. We're not to follow the pattern of the world. Everyone should say amen to that. I am not to do that. Well, how do we keep ourselves from doing that? Well, let's, con- let's continue. Be, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Right? So we don't want to be conformed. We want to be transformed. We want to be transformed. Now, sus hematizo is the idea for conformed. What is the word for transformed? Right? So we're not going to be conformed to this world, but we need to be transformed. Now, the word transformed, you probably know this Greek word. Right? Here we go. Maybe. Okay, hang on. We'll do that again. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't very dramatic. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see here. Be transformed. Here's the Greek word. Strong's G, 3339. Metamorpho. Metamorpho. Meta is how I would say it. Metamorpho. Metamorpho is used four times, and it's the Strong's definition of metamorpho is to transform literally or figuratively, it's basically a metamorphosis. It's a change. It's to transfigure. It's to transform. It's a metamorphosis is the idea. It's to change into another form. 
right? It's the idea of Christ at the transfiguration. Christ's appearance was changed and was resplendent with divine brightness on the Mount of Transfiguration. How Christ, in a sense, was his appearance was changed. We are to be changed into a different form. So you either can be con- you're either being conformed to this world or you're being transformed. Right? Think about it. We're, we're, we're already sinners, right? We're already sinners, and we run around trying to dress and fashion ourselves after everything in the world, whether good or bad. It's we're still fashioning ourselves after the wrong thing. We must be transformed, right? Metamorpho. We must we must be transformed. A metamorphosis. We must be transformed. Now, here's the question: how are we to be transformed? How are we to keep ourselves? from being conformed to this world, and how can we be transformed? I can run around and tell everyone, don't be conformed to this world. Don't do it. And typically, this breaks down into, this is how we basically say, don't be conformed to this world. So guess what? Don't watch their movies. Don't read their books. Don't listen to their music. Don't go to the same places. Don't do this. Don't do it. And, 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 and it turns into dress. It turns into not going to the movie theater. It turns into the music you listen to. It turns into the, the most, like, just <laughs> basic surface stuff on the on, 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 on on the planet. It really becomes almost meaningless stuff, but we almost like, I'm not going to be conformed because I'm not going to do these things. You, you cannot do all of those things and still be conformed to this world and your thinking and your attitude. And, and again, in many cases, all you're doing is conforming your, uh, yourself just to a moral standard. That's not, no, 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 no. Don't be conformed to this world, but we have to be transformed. Now, so what keeps us from being conformed? And what leads to transformation? So we really have a a question that has two parts. What will keep you from from conforming yourself to this world? And what will keep you and what will lead you to being transformed? What will keep you from conforming and what will lead to transformation? Well, Romans 12 gives us the supposed answer. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. So what is the Greek word for renewing? We've looked at the Greek word for um, conformed. We've looked at the Greek word for transformed. Now, what is the Greek word for renewing? The renewing of your mind. Well, what does it mean to renew our mind? Uh, It's this Greek word. You ready? Strong's G342, anachinosis, 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 anachinosis. Now, if I look at the Greek word, I will say it wrong, so I cannot look at it. Anachinosis. If I, I'm going to say anachinosis, I think if I look at it, anachinosis, I'm going to completely say it incorrectly, so I cannot look at the Greek word. Anachinosis, anachinosis. Now, what does it mean? Well, it's only used two times. Um, Anachinosis means renovation, renewing. That's not super helpful. It means a renewal, a renovation, a complete change for the better. We need a complete renovation. We need a complete change of, listen, our mind. Now, this doesn't, now this is, oh man, there's so many questions here. Oh, there's so many, this is such good stuff. This is such good stuff. Okay, all right, so. 
We got to keep ourselves from being conformed to this world. And I want to make sure we understand that means we do not fashion. We do not follow. We do not dress ourselves. We do not, we do not be, we're not like the world. And that's the evil in the world. And even, even the good in the world, if all we're doing is conforming ourselves to their, their moral standard, their way of thinking. No, 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 no. We, we are not to be conformed to the world. We are to be transformed. And this happens by this, uh, this, Tr- uh, renewing of the mind, this renovation of the mind. Now, here's the question. Does this renewing of the mind just happen? Does it just happen to us or for us? Or does the renovation and the renewing requires us? We've got to do something to renew our mind. Now, I think most would say, no, we've got to do, it It requires something. So then how do you renew your mind? I, I, I said I was only going to ask like one, que- a couple of questions, and then I was going to offer my hypothesis. I know I'm asking all kinds of questions. That's okay, because the more I look into this, the more questions. So don't be conformed. Don't fashion yourself. Be transformed. You need a metamorphosis. And that metamorphosis is of the mind. Be transformed by the renewing. That transformation occurs by the renewing of the mind, I should say. That transformation occurs by the renewing of the mind. The mind has to be renovated. How does that occur? You either have, God takes care of it all. He renews your mind. You don't have to do anything. Most, most, uh, most, very few people, I think, would say that. Very few people, right? This gets into a discussion between monergistics, synergistic sanctification, get into a long discussion about that. We won't go there theologically right now. But I think most would say that renovation of the mind doesn't just happen because, I mean, just think about it. If it just happened, well, then all Christians would have a completely renewed mind and we we would all be transformed, (laughs) right? And we wouldn't be conformed to the world, right? We wouldn't have to worry about it. Like I I became a Christian. I woke up one day, dun, dun, da-da, metamorphosis has occurred. I have been transformed and I'm no longer conformed to this world because my mind has been, you know, repaired. My mind has been renovated. It, it, It doesn't work that way. Clearly, this is something we're involved in. Now, what most people will say, most pastors, I think most sermons will say, well, then how do we renew our minds? And they will say, basically, it goes like this. You need church. You need, some will say, you need small group, you need Sunday school, you need prayer, and then you need Bible reading. Some may even say you need Bible study, right? And they will kind of go along that line. You just need to renovate your mind by spending time in God's word. And by no means am I discounting that, but I want to offer a hypothesis. Now, if you notice Romans 12, 1, it says, therefore. And Romans 12, 1 seems to be saying, based off everything that comes before, brothers and sisters, and view of the mercies of God. Now, it seems here that Romans 12, 1, that the motivation for Romans 12, 1, and I may argue, maybe the motivation for Romans 12, 1 and 2 is, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. 
The motivation for everything that follows seems to be the mercies of God. And the mercies of God has clearly been outlined in Romans 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. We've seen God's mercy because we've it's been declared that all are sinners, all have fallen short, no one seeketh after God, no one doeth good, we're all guilty, Jew, Gentile, we all fall short, the law cannot save us, the law only condemns us, we are condemned, what, what can we do? And guess what we hear? We are saved by what? An imputed righteousness. We are saved by God's mercy. We are saved by God's grace. We are saved not because of what we can do, should do, may do, but we are saved by what Christ did. And then we find out that we're still going to struggle with sin. We're still going to fall. We're still going to fall. And so in Romans 7.25, after Paul has said, hey, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. The things I don't want to do, I end up doing, right? The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. Okay, say that correctly. All right. Paul Paul gives us that struggle, and then he ends Romans 7 with those very, I think it's somewhat a depressing, a depressing revelation that everyone seems to forget in their preaching. He says, with my mind, I'm going to serve the law of God, but with my flesh, I'm going to continue to serve the law of sin. But then in Romans 8, he says, however, in Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation. We see the mercies of God. We learn in Romans 8, the mercies of God in his of foreknowing us, predestinating us, calling us, justifying us, promising to glorify us. All of that is because of God's mercy and grace. We see God's mercy and grace in Israel. He chose them. He elected them and they will be saved. He has not forgotten them. So everything in Romans 12 is all because of the God's mercy and grace now motivates. So I wonder. Now, this is my hypothesis. We typically preach Romans 12 too as, hey, 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 don't be conformed. Be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. And how do you renew your mind? Here's our list. Here's the list. Here's the 10 things you have to do to renew your mind. Here's the 10 things you have to do to renew your mind. Bible memorization, do this, do it. And I'm not saying those things are bad, but we almost turn it back into another like, here's the, and, and then you end up falling short of doing those things. Therefore, you don't feel like you're being transformed and it's your fault because you didn't read your Bible enough. You didn't, oh, it's, it's maddening. It's maddening. I wonder, we almost turned the transformation and the renewing of your mind into a law-based thing. I wonder if what leads to the renewing of our mind is a correct understanding of our salvation, which is by grace through faith apart from works. I wonder if what motivates the renewing of the mind or what leads to the renewing of a mind is an understanding of everything in Romans 1 through 11, our sinfulness, our weakness, our failure, our deserving of condemnation, God's mercy, God sending his son to die for us. I wonder if it's the gospel and a true understanding and grasping onto the gospel that should do the renewing. And the renewing is transformative because it changes the way we think. It changes our understanding of everything. 
Now, I'm not saying I can dogmatically, textually prove that. I just know that I've seen Christian, I just know it always becomes a very law-based system. Romans 12.1 is clearly based off God's mercies, is what motivates you to present yourself a living sacrifice. The, motiva- the motivation is not law, the motivation is God's mercy. So what should, how am I going to renew my mind? What, what, how am I going to keep myself from being conformed to this world? How am I, how am I going to be transformed? It's by the renewing of my mind. And what renews my mind is a correct understanding of God's mercy and grace in the gospel. It's a gospel renewing of the mind, not a law-based renewing of the mind. Now, I'm not in any way saying that it doesn't contribute to the renewing of our mind, obviously, of reading and studying scripture. I I, I understand. I just wonder if this is more focused right there. So let me read it all together. I'm going to read it in this translation. Do not be conformed to this uh, to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Maybe that all of that is focused on what he has talked about as far as justification and salvation. So I guess my hypothesis is, do we understand the renewing of your mind as connected to everything, that, to the mercies of God? Or do we just remove it from the context and say, no, you renew your mind by going to church, being a part of a small group, memorizing scripture, studying your Bible, a daily quiet time, prayer, having a good notebook, doing the doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, and we get that list and we're like, okay, I'm going to renew my mind. And we try and we try and we try and we try. Now, obviously, there would be Bible study and understanding of understanding God's mercy and grace. But I wonder if, if, it's, if it's a gospel-mindedness versus a law performance that is transformative. I don't know. I'll stop right there and let you tell me. Oh, there's so much more to work on. But see, that's good. That's good. See, I like some, well, it's good because if I, if I can leave it right there where you're like, wait, 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 wait. There's so many questions I have. Then I did my job. But the only problem is it drives me insane because now all night I'll be like, oh, but wait a minute. We should have talked about this. And wait, we should have talked about this. But guess what? You've got from now till Sunday to think about it because I won't be live broadcasting again until Sunday morning at 10 a.m. when I'm at Sunday school. And then we'll be working on law and gospel, which fits in perfectly with this. All right. Your thoughts on Romans 12 too. Your thoughts, Romans 12 too. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you. And for those of you who listen to us on all kinds of other platforms, we're going we're gonna to try to fix our show notes so that when you're listening on another podcast platform, you can just look at the show notes and it will give you this information. But just I'll just make it simple. If you don't know, this podcast is dedicated obviously, to theology. It's called Theology Central. We attempt to make theology central to every area of life. We do this through Bible study, devotional messages, theological discussion, news commentary, and more. But if you would like to listen to us when we're live, and if you would like to be able to find all of our content broken into separate series, the thing we would suggest is that you download the Church One app, the Church One app, that's Church O-N-E. You can find it in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. 
That's Church One, Church O-N-E, Google Play, or the Apple App Store, Church O-N-E. Once you download the app, now the app is kind of a generic app that can be used for many broadcasters. But if you'll type in Theology Central and search for us, it transforms itself into dun, dun, da, da, the Theology Central app. And then guess what? You can find all of our content because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it, right? I mean, thousands of episodes, thousands. And, and each year we're putting out almost, you know, a thousand episodes. We're live on the air all the time. On that app, you can listen to us when we're actually live on the air. You can, all of our content's broken into series. You can download anything if you're not going to be, you know, near Wi-Fi, you know, or you can be, be near Wi-Fi, download the content, then listen to it and save your data, however you want to do so. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a one-stop solution for everything related to this podcast. Now, if you listen on the other apps, we love that because that helps our podcasting numbers, right? Right. Because like when, for the church one app, that doesn't go to our podcasting numbers where they keep track of, you know, where we rank against all the other podcasts. It doesn't have anything to do with our numbers. All of our numbers come from Apple Podcast uh, app, the Google Podcast app, Pandora, Spotify, all the other places. So in some ways, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting myself because like right now we're in the top 10% of all podcasts. Well, I hurt myself when I tell everyone, download the Church One app because I, 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 because I need people listening on the podcast apps to really increase our numbers so that we can go from the top 10% to the top 5%. That would be pretty awesome if we could. But what I want to do is I'm not as, I, yeah, I, I don't want to worry about the numbers. I mean, obviously the numbers are nice when you show up on a podcasting chart, but, uh, but, but, but I like to make it simple and easy. And I think the church one app is the easiest solution because so many times people are like, Oh, I heard this, but you know, where was part one or wait, where, where is this series or where is this series? I'm like, well, if you're on a podcast app, all you can do is just scroll and scroll because it's not broken down into series in any way, shape, or form. Church One, all you got to know, first, you can do a, an easy search on the Church One app and find almost anything instantaneously, but you can just go to series and go, oh, that was a Bible study exercise. It's in that series or it's in that series. And it's all right there. So uh, we will be, we will, I'm going to, that's kind of like a a preview of, of kind of how I think our, our, our show notes will be written out. And then we're just going to cut and paste that every time we uh, upload an episode so that we can, uh, so people can get our content easier. All right. So I'll stop right there. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening to this special. Today's focus episode. Because, well, I have to celebrate Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's in three days. <laughs> so I'm going to be busy. While I'm doing that, you can meditate on Romans 12 too. I think that's enough right there to give you three days of things to think about. But that is today's focus for December the 8th, 2022. Romans 12 too. Renewing your mind.